Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the first Right Way podcast of the new year, 2021. Oh, my God. Now, hallelujah, hallelujah <laughs> say we both uh, from Rhea and myself. Now, I do feel the need, not the need, but I do want to be clear that we are recording this podcast still trapped in the nightmare of 2020. So we haven't we haven't necessarily gotten to 2021, but uh, Rhea and I have been, you and I have been having this kind of ongoing conversation, as I think we all have, through 2020. And while we're aware that the, the changeover, the new year doesn't bring, doesn't necessarily bring like a hard reset, there is a certain amount of like walking into the new, this new year, sort of a new hopeful era, the hopeful end of the pan, you know, or the beginning of the end of the pandemic. And I think we've been talking a a lot about how we want to write and how we want to live and how we want to work in this new year. Um, You in particular, Rhea, because you've been talking about getting into the writing of your latest novel. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, before I even talk about that, like, I know you said the nightmare of 2020. And I mean, it has been for so many people in so many ways. But looking back and like taking a couple of weeks before the start of 2021 to really reflect like it has been and I can definitively say the best and most transformative year of my life because of all like the inner work (laughs) that I I have never really made the time for um to do and so coming into this year like usually you know at the end of December it's just mad dash get everything done come you know, come out at the top of the year, like a bat out of hell, like making all of these intentions and goals and doing more and being more. And I think for you and I both, we just had this really like deep conversation before the end of the year about how we do want to approach 2021 with our work, with our company, with how we write and how we approach it. And we're really going to like ease in to the year and not do things like anyone else. Like this whole construct of like the year starts in January and you know, you got to just like go, 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 go. You know, we're really not meant to, <laughs> you know, hit the ground so hard still in the middle of winter. I really think like spring is more about like birthing projects and putting things out there. And one of our guests that we had on that people are going to just, love was just really talking about, and this is bringing it back to the writing and your point, Joe, but, but how we should never be in a rush to publish or to get to publication. And I think for me, particularly for the last few years, it's been all about publication. It's been all about the result. It's been all about, Oh, what what are you writing next? What are you writing next? What are you writing next? When's your next book coming out? And it's been such a churn and burn mentality that, you know, now that I get to sit down and figure out what I want to construct, 
I really realized I'm missing this key component, which is the purpose of today's podcast. And it's the beginner's mindset. And I think it's, I think it's a really good point. And I think, you know, also to your point about 2020 year, 2020 being a really transformative year. Uh, um, I, I mean, I definitely feel similarly for me, the, um, the, the theme that I come keep coming back to for 2020 and, and the, what I want to impart, uh, on the, on this podcast today about the beginner's mindset and, and to us and like what we've talked about and, you know, that very distinctive episode that you're mentioning that's, that'll drop here in, uh, either, either this month or next month, which was incredible for us both. The theme for me is reprioritization. A hundred percent. And yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that it's so easy to go into the new year. And like you said, trying to wrap things up ending the year hot, beginning the next year hot. And like that leads to such burnout. And I think, you know, on the topic of publishing, on the topic of writing, I think we're, we become so obsessed with this, this mentality of like drive and ambition and hustle and push, 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 push that like, I, I think we don't realize how quickly we get to burnout. And I don't even think that we realize necessarily when we're in burnout. Oh, because we're constantly in a rush to make something happen. We have, we're, we're like in shock. We, well, we like live and work in a state well, of shock. Well, we do. And I mean, you know, if you're really plugged in digitally, like if you're not accomplishing something or you're not doing something or you don't have something specific to share, you almost feel like you're irrelevant. And I've really felt that way <laughs> somewhat in 2020 where, you know, I just, I didn't pay for a publicist for this book launch. There weren't a lot of, you know, big shiny accolades that came with this book. It kind of came out and did its thing and, you know, will hopefully continue to sell. But there was, there were no hits of dopamine along the way. There were no like really exciting, amazing things to share. And I, I quickly realized like that's how we now live our entire lives with the phones in our pockets, with what we see on social media, with how we approach our craft. And it becomes, again, so much less about the craft and more about you as a commodity. Your book is a commodity. You are a commodity to your publisher if you're getting published. And as we kind of got into this conversation offline, we just really want to do things differently, like for our company, for our clients specifically, and allow them the space to create without it being such a, such a hustle and such a, um, I don't know, just such a rush to completion. And I think that's the feedback we constantly get is, you know, you're learning something. You always learn something during the process, but what we often lose is the process because writers aren't really allowed to just be writers and well one of the things you always sorry to interrupt you but one of the things you always bring up that 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 made me kind of spurred this conversation to begin with about about the beginner's mindset and and what exactly that means and what we mean when we say it is you always say like that you think back to when you're when you wrote your first book and when you first your first book came out and not that it wasn't like not that there wasn't work involved and not that it wasn't a lot of effort on your part, but it was, no, it was play. It was, it was play total play. And you it was were, not work. You like, you really always talk about that with such fondness. And I think that granted 
the first time you see a book on your, your book on the shelf, the first time you get a review, the, you know, when you get that letter of like either, you know, uh, from an agent query or submission, you feel validated, you feel validated. <laughs> and, and granted, I get that that's, there's, there's, that happens one time and one time only, but, uh, but I think there's something about your frame of mind yes. as you approach it, that we, that it that that's not something we lose. That's something that we abandon. Ooh, I love God. Not something or you lose or that even, sort yeah. of gets like pushed out of us. And I think I think we become very we we and I think you're exactly right. I think we immediately become focused on product, not process. After that first after after we stop being a beginner. After that first milestone is crossed. And we start to live as a, you know, we start to, we're, we're working our way in, in that, the, the professional mindset towards a veteran mindset. I think we immediately ab abandon how much we valued the process, oh, yeah. how much we were willing to live in every moment, how much we were willing to experience, like we didn't want to lose a single second of that experience but once it's over we we never we never really allow ourselves to do that I again. mean that's such a good point and i mean I think there's this universal need or want or desire to be published, and we talk about it a lot. But when I think about, you know, I, I've been a writer my entire life, and that doesn't mean seeking publication. That means, I mean, I loved journaling. Journaling, letter writing, and poetry were really my first three loves. And when I look back, like I still have all of my journals, which I'm, I'm kind of torn about what to do, like, because they just, you know, sit in a, a big Rubbermaid bin. But I loved the process of documenting my day or coming up with, you know, something incredibly poetic that had to fit on a page. And it became my process and, and my way to process every day. Like I couldn't even get through a day without you know, documenting some, some part of it because it was such a, an ingrained part of my life. And now with the way that we live and that writing is now not this like private, um, removed process where you have all the time in the world, all of the authors that I love and follow and are kind of in my genre or even outside of it, they document publicly along the way, like what they're working on and, and really showing like step-by-step step the way that it's done. And I think personally that takes you so out of the creative mindset. And it, again, it's you're, you're speaking to an audience. And when you have your audience in mind, I think now I'm not talking about like, if you're writing a nonfiction book and you're thinking about your reader, that's something different. But if you think about your, your digital audience or like that you're doing this for something other than the deep need inside of you, it, it does change the process. And you specifically said something to me a few months ago that's like sparked the idea for this podcast where you said, <laughs> when we were talking about our kind of our college experience. And we were both in the, you know, the creative writing, the fiction writing department um, in that program. And you said, the better I got at writing, the harder writing became. <laughs> well, yeah, you talking about, yeah, you, it's sort of like, you immediately took me back when you were talking about like, well, yeah, yeah, talking about that time period. And I, I discovered writing in college kind of really for the first time and I, w I was a I was a radio major and took one class in fiction writing and was immediately hooked and I just remember 
not being able to stop, like sitting in my apartment with like a bowl of cereal (laughs) till three or four in the morning. Like, and I remember my fingers working faster than my, my, like my mind working faster than my fingers or, or, or some kind of like discordant, like I almost couldn't get the sentences down fast enough or, or the, the images down fast enough. And, and that I have to admit I've, and I've done, you know, I, I haven't, um, I haven't been able, I think, in my career to select a particular um, medium for writing. I've written in a, in a lot of different um, markets, industries, and mediums, and um, they all have come with their challenges. But I don't think I've ever enjoyed it the way I enjoyed it in that memory, in that moment. I, I agree. I mean, for me, it's it's definitely like poetry. Again, we were talking oh, yeah, about, yeah. you know, what yeah. format... I mean, that, that is what, uh, you know, my dad was, he's a phenomenal poet and just had journals and journals and journals, like all these spiral notebooks of all of his poetry for, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And in one Christmas, I actually, I, I typed up every single handwritten po- uh, like poem that he read and I created three hardback books for him and I did like mock reviews and um I did like a little author bio for him and it's still my favorite gift I've ever given and and one of the favorites that he's ever received but you know he really showed me the love of of words and very early and and the importance of of journaling and 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 again poetry and i've never felt more romantic or more like there was just such a desire and a need when i was writing poetry like it was just so succinct and you had to carefully craft each word and but like you said there's almost this like when you start on that like writing consistently there's a compulsion like i I mean it's you have to do it and it's been so long because now we have a business around servicing writers and now you know we are helping people but it isn't a somewhat formulaic way because because it is a business and we're trying to find a way to bring to infuse it with some of that like romance and and to create a place for writers who do really want to write and and you know when you said the better i got at writing the harder writing became like for me it was like once i became published the harder the the harder writing became for me and i know i've talked a lot about it and people can roll their eyes like oh my god you're published you know sounds like a dream to me and it is but it does change the process like you aren't a i don't know it's like i i don't give myself permission as much as i used to to just play and pretend that I don't know anything. Like when you're writing with an end goal in mind, you are in a different mindset. It's just, you know, you have- Well, and I think worrying about being good at it. I, you know, I, I, I think about this and I think, I don't know if it was Ira Glass or, um, I, I, I remember there, it's some, some kind of version of like Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours thing where it's like, you're going to be bad for a while in the process, but you've got to keep working. And while I think that's great, and I think it's great advice, and I think it's very encouraging to tell newbies and novices and people who are just starting out that like, don't worry, it's you're going to get better. Uh, people will start responding to it, et cetera, et cetera. I think that looking back on it now, and 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 you know, I've I've been in and out of the writing and editing profession for twenty years, um, but you know, starting as I did in college in 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 writing, and 
and, and really loving it, I look back on the whole process and I would give anything now to, I would give up my acumen now for the sake of still loving it as much as I do. Oh my God. Like, and that's a huge statement, but I completely agree. And I remember actually being in college though, and looking at our professors who were published and just wanting that though, like wanting that recognition and wanting to feel special. And, and you know, when I, when I got my first book published and it was, I was so embarrassed by like what it looked like. And, you know, it was, it was such a shitty cover and a shitty job and it was never in a bookstore and it was just it was basically like a print on demand publisher and I had no idea because I hadn't researched appropriately but I rem it was almost worse experiencing it like getting published and it it never like living up it didn't feel legitimate in any way and I feel like a lot of published self-published authors that I know like one of my dear friends she's amazing and I I just I constantly want to tell her like you were you were so in love with your work and it doesn't matter if you ever get an agent or a publisher but she recently self-published this beautiful book and took it into a local bookstore and the, the bookstore owner like scoffed at her because there were a couple of mistakes I think like on the back cover or whatever and just like wouldn't even look at it wouldn't even give her the time of day because of the way that the book looked even though it was a gorgeous cover and she went home and like cried and was so upset and so discouraged by it and I think there's such power in just really saying fuck all of that fuck who like you know validates your work or who is going to say no this is good good enough for publication or i don't know just just really well, because the most important validation it should be you it should be you and i feel like when we're when we're just starting out we're not necessarily asking that question yet i mean you know i i of course i look back at like stuff i wrote when i was you know when we were in college and I roll my eyes at it because oh, of the lack of awareness or, or, you know, certain things I hadn't like either learned or mastered or experienced yet. But, but I think about my, my, what I, the, the life in my inner life as a writer then. And I didn't, I either didn't think about it or I thought I was fucking great. And right. I think like it's the moment where we first get that like negative feedback or positive feedback that the our attention to our own validation right. and our own approval and our own consideration starts to become just like more and more like falls into the shadows a little bit. Well, and here's my question. So in a culture, in a society that reveres expertise and being an expert in your field and being the best and being a leader and knowing all the shit, like how can we give ourselves permission to be beginners? This is in, great. And the things that we love, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that is the Please exact tell me, question to ask. <laughs> tell me right now. I think that's the exact question. I keep thinking about this quote uh, and it's, uh, you know, um, be, be curious, not judgmental. Ugh, and I think, un I think unfortunately the earmark of an expert or the earmark of the professional is the ability to figure out 
And I think this is really unfortunate for our, for like my profession as an editor. I think it's really unfortunate. And I think I try not to do it as, as much, but I think the earmark of the professional is like being able to identify when something is good or bad. And I do think at right way, like we go into the process with all our clients with a very strict disclaimer that like at a certain level, no matter what, no matter how, how much experience we've had in the industry, no matter how many client success, client success stories we have at some point that it's all still objective. Yeah. And whether or not someone likes something or thinks something good is still fucking objective. And I think, yeah, I think it's just better not to know. I think it's better to do and love it and not be an expert. Well, how do you do that, though, if you want to be... I think that's the dilemma. Like, you want to be published. You want to be... You know, nonfiction... Again, nonfiction is a little bit different than fiction, I think. Like, you... And, and that's what kills me, right? Like... But I think also maybe it doesn't have to be, though, right? Do you think so? Well... Or I, at I, least I, in the approach to the mindset. Not approach, the approach to the, to the, the mindset, yes. Well, I think if more authors infuse their work instead of, like, worrying about exactly how it's going to come off, but instead get lost in the process and really just pour out. I mean, we always talk about it, especially with our book proposals. It's an, it's a brain dump. It's an information dump. It's like getting everything down. And I down. think don't be afraid of that, right? Just fucking let it out. Just don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't think about how it looks or how it is or how it reads. You'll get there. Just get everything uh, down on paper. And so many authors, you know, especially if you've done this once or twice or even more, you know, you begin to edit along the way or really worry about setting things up exactly right. And you can't even like, if it's messy or raw or bad, you know, quote unquote bad, it, it just, I don't know, it trips you up. But I think we self-sabotage along the way. And I think you've done it to yourself, Joe, where it's like your big thing is just not, it's like you won't finish the project like get all the way through even if it's messy even if just just get from a to z but we we distract ourselves along the way and i think we get really hung up with we want this thing but then we either don't make time for it or we just kind of fall out of love with it or you know i, I don't know i mean i i think every writer i've ever known is a huge self-sabotager at some point in the process. And it's a, yeah. you know, you talk to people well, too. They're like, think about how un there's nothing less fun than doing something where you're trying to avoid mistakes. It's like, well, that's a great point. You bought me a great gift. You sent me a great gift at one point and I'm, I'm, I'm going to pimp this book mess, the manual of accidents and mistakes by Carrie Smith, which is a spectacular little, um, tool that I think has been helpful to me in a lot of ways. And I think, um, in its, its, its very central ethos is something that we should all em embrace. I think sometimes when we say words like, or when we use phrases like play or have fun, I think it becomes like that again, becomes like something something of an obligation it becomes and, and and i think people look at it like yeah well i'm trying to write a book to get published because this is something i really want to do it's not fun it is totally work, you know and i i think that i get that but i think you know we what we've been talking a little bit about today i think is maybe it's easier if we frame it in that way of saying 
okay, you don't have to, you don't have to have fun, but allow yourself mistakes and allow yourself the mess and allow yourself accidents and allow yourself discovery. So, you know, you don't have to force having fun or playing or whatever, but you can loosen your grip on the thing quite a bit. And, and that's something that I think mentally and intellectually is, is, is easy to do. And I think that's such good advice. And, you know, it's kind of how we've started our business. Like if, if I had, and I liken it to being published or wanting to be published and following all of these steps, if we had fallen all the, like followed all the proper protocol to start this business and, you know, waited for years and got like everything in order. Instead, we just started the damn thing. We're like, we're going to do this. Um, we've learned yep. along the way. It's not been perfect. Yep. But when I when I look back at 2020 and look at every single author we helped, how many lives we impacted, how many books are going to be out in the world in 2021 or 2022, and how many lives those are going to affect, like that never would have happened if we had not just said yes to going all in. And it's the same thing with writing. Like we were total beginners. I'm, totally. I've never been an entrepreneur before. I mean, I've always kind of worked for myself, but I'm like, I don't want any part of that. Like being an entrepreneur, just because of everything I've learned about it and what you're supposed to do and how it needs to look. And this is what you need to do to scale. And, you know, fuck all of that. I think you just have to really follow your own instincts. And again, self-source instead of outsource. And that really applies to writing. I mean, trust yourself, Ugh. trust your voice, trust, you know, everything. It doesn't mean Such like you're, good advice. you, if you're writing or you're inclined to write, that is for a reason and your voice or stories or whatever don't need to be like anyone else's. There's room for all of us. There's room for massive success or even just personal success. Like I really shifted a lot where, I mean, sure, I would love to reach the pinnacle of success in my career, whatever that looks like. But I'm no longer aiming for that result. I'm aiming instead to fall back in love with how I felt when I wrote Not Her Daughter and and being in that like time warp almost where I would just lose pockets of time because I was so absorbed and in the flow of what I was doing. And that is my aim in 2021 as a writer, as a business owner, as a mom, Everything is just to be in the flow and to find, I don't know, to find that creative process again and to enjoy it along the way and not pick it apart so much. Well, I think, yeah, I think other, you know, other things that just get a completely bad rap. I think like procrastination gets a bad rap. We call it procrastination when maybe that's also part of the process and also it your is fucking brain and your body <laughs> yes. has to rest at some point. Uh, yes. I also think like, you know, we're, we're obsessed and, and I, I do agree. I, I, I think, I think you have to finish the thing. I think you have to, you have to get through it. I think you have to get it out there. You have to get it all out there like warts and all. But I also think like, let's not obsess with the finish. Let's obsess with not even, let's not even obsess with the starting. Let's just obsess with the doing like just to do it. Like, just like, don't, don't think about it. You know, if you're, and I, and you know, in everything we say, of course, like, you know, we talk about like making mistakes and of course, like off mic, any business mistake Rhea and I make, we're like constantly like <laughs> beating, beating ourselves over the back about it, of course. And of course, like my, one of my biggest problems when I'm thinking about like working on my own projects 
is just sitting down to doing it, opening the computer and opening a document and starting to write or um, recording that thing or, or taking that photo. Like all of those things are, are, the, are the hard issues. But like, I think if you think about, if you give consideration to what's stopping you from doing, a lot of times it's just the same old fucking fears. Yes. It's the same old concerns. It's the same old like thinking about product before process. And I, I, I think if you can bring yourself, if, if you can do yourself the favor of letting that go and, 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 and doing it, letting yourself make mistakes, not worried about, not worrying about what it's going to be or what it looks like or what it is in this form, just doing whatever it is and letting, you know, like, like you said, Rhea, like letting that flow take hold. I think you, you might find that you will have, have some fun. You will ha have some play. You will be reminded of what it's like to embark on something new for the first time again. Oh, and I mean, that's the mindset I'm taking in to 2021 is just really thinking about all the things that I've never done before or want to try. I think, you know, we've talked on this podcast and my, my daughter talks about it constantly, like the fixed mindset versus the yeah, growth she's, mindset. She's accused it, me of it yeah. consistently. <laughs> After slapping you on the ass and yeah, saying, she gave don't me have a, a fixed mindset. She gave me a good, oh a good spank. That's, uh, oh my God, it was, um, it was amazing, <laughs> but you know, just really going into this with, yeah, with that growth mindset and learning along the way. And, you know, I think sometimes as writers, we tend to stagnate and, and don't often push the boundaries. You know, it's not like. I don't know. I was we were recently watching The Queen's Gambit and seeing this character so obsessed with chess and reading about chess and playing chess and studying chess and with writing sometimes I feel like it can be hard to be to be that obsessed with it because it's so easy to busy yourself with other things and I think if you really want to explore different formats trying on different avenues of writing just be open to the exploration to the process to letting yourself become obsessed with the flow and the form in whatever way that comes out and and just not focusing so much on the end result. oh god yes be curious not judgmental be curious this is the 2021 <laughs> credo i i really think the beginner's mindset this is how you and I are going into the next year, uh, this year, uh, as it as as it would be at the time of uh, this episode drops. And you know, we we want to. It's something that we'll be encouraging our clients to do. It's going to infuse the way we work uh, with our clients. It's going to be infuse the way we work ourselves. Um, and you know, the thing of it is, is like anything else. And you know, of course, I hate to say this because the beginner's mindset is all about like releasing that concept of of flow and getting back to like why we're doing these things to begin with. And I think, you know, even this podcast, which we've also been doing for a year, I, I think this converse this conversation ah! is even <laughs> us trying to get back to why we're doing yes. all of this in the first place. And and I, I I think even though at the root of it it's all about kind of letting letting a little bit of that grip go, the beginner's mindset is still something we all have to work at. It's still something that maybe we have to remind yes. ourselves because we're so conditioned, we're so influenced, and we're so put upon 
by, you know, social media, expect societal expectations, um, familial expectations, financial bullshit. Like we're so, but we get to choose. We can choose. We get to choose. And I think it's all exactly. about waking up every story. morning and choosing. <laughs> exactly. Happy 2021, everyone. Thanks for Happy listening. Happy 2021. Hey, thanks again for listening to the right way podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment, and help us continue to deliver the content you want and need. And for more information about RightWay, visit rightwayco.com to get more info on all our editorial and developmental services, and sign up for our weekly newsletter, where we'll be sharing exclusive content, access to digital courses, and offering proprietary resources for aspiring and established writers. 